Welcome to It Burns in a Good Way. I'm your co-host, Ryan Sins. And I'm Zach Sins. And today, we are bringing on some legends from the It Burns in a Good Way fan multiverse. Our very good friends, Rachel Katz and Benjamin Klein. Introduce yourselves. Say hi. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm the number one fan. (laughs) And I'm Ben the Lackey. <laughs> so we have been if you've been following the podcast at all, there's been a running joke that we have two fans and they are Rachel and Ben. So we have always wanted to get them on the podcast just to chat through things and today our topic of conversation is going to be interfaith friendships because Zach and I are Christian and Ben and I are Jewish. And there the friendship we've had with with Rachel and Ben has enriched our lives in so many ways, but one of the best ways is all the amazing Jewish cooking that Rachel has done, cooking and baking that Rachel say, has I'll done for us that. throughout the t- um, our the time of our friendship. So baking during Hamant- well Hamantash is the no well, it's cookies. Purim Purim is, Purim is, is the, the holiday. Yes. Hamantash is the, are the cookies. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that, see, I was gonna get that right. But, getting ahead of ourselves already. Yeah, but, true. Spoiler alert. Um, I just think that it's really cool and fun when you can have friends that have different cultural and religious backgrounds from you, and you can learn things from each other, you can celebrate in different ways, and we've gotten to do a lot of that over the co- course of our friendship, and I know we will for the rest of our friendship, which hopefully never ends. Never. You guys, <laughs> You guys can't get rid of us, okay? Um... Okay, so let's start off with our favorite It Burns in a Good Way tradition. And because Rachel told me before the podcast she's ready for it, we're going to ask Rachel, what burned for you this week? I am ready. But can we, before we do the It Burns, back in the day, we would drink an alcohol with you are so right. the episodes. And because this is an interfaith episode, half of us are drinking wine, which goes with... Uh, Judaism and Catholicism. Absolutely. And so, just bringing it back to the origin. You should tell us a little bit about the wine we're drinking okay, and where sure. we got it. The wine, We are so off topic. No, we're not. This the is wine the we're process. drinking is from Carmel. Ryan and Zach and Ben and my sister and her boyfriend, also named Ben, went on a trip to Monterey and we did some wine tasting and we went to one of our favorite little wineries and Ryan and I brought back each two bottles so this is a Grenache Blanc from the Carmel area and I'm so glad I get to share it with a lovely friend on this interface episode. Yes I'm so glad this is one of the best little wineries I've ever been to like I will say I'm a newbie when it comes to like actual wine tasting growing up in Georgia all you get is muscadine wine or fruit wine out there and it doesn't have quite the same punch so I just haven't done many wine tastings but in general some of the best wine I've had has come from this winery and I'm already done with my two bottles (laughs) one of which I did share with Rachel one of which I shared with Mariah when she was in town so good wine is meant to be shared with friends friends. yes yes and And as you'll hear later that's 
like the basis of Rachel and I's friendship. And Muscadine, I'm sure, is better than the Jewish wine Manischewitz. So you're on a good start. <laughs> they Anywho, sound kind of similar. They do. My burn was we are going to a wedding this weekend, which is very exciting and not the burn, but our dog was diagnosed with a parasite and we spent the early half of this week um, struggling to find him boarding and unsure if we would be able to go to the wedding, not knowing if he he would be boarded um, and needing a place for him to stay. So that stress was my burn. Fortunately, we got it figured out um, thanks to Ben's persistence and he is boarded and just went to camp this afternoon so he is all good and we are headed to the wedding tomorrow morning so i'm excited tucky is at camp yes. he gets to play and hang around with his friends a happy which is happy his, boy his yeah. favorite thing ben would you like to go next no yeah. copycats yeah <laughs> uh i think what burns is um having family reach out to you for a, a variety of can you help solve this for me <laughs> questions and uh, I've had like three or four of those requests this week and it's not really about money it's more about just hey can you get on the phone and call this company for me or you know can you help me triage this one thing and while it's nice to be needed sometimes it's a lot to be the go-to person and um, yeah so that's that's the burn very valid. And for those yeah. of you who don't know Ben well, Ben is probably one of like the best people to talk with companies and get you <laughs> the shit solved. that you want. Yes, yeah, problem solved. He is so persistent. He is like, will almost always, unless it's American Airlines, get some sort of <laughs> great compensation for having, you know, asked and, and inquired about things. So obviously he's in high demand with not only his family, but Rachel, her family, and his friends. So his services are always needed, but I understand it can be tiring. Call for a custom quote. No, I'm, not, no, um, I'm, I'm happy to help. You know, I, I, I'm happy to help. That's that's uh, who I am and whatnot, but yeah. uh, it does it does become a lot at times. So Yep, totally agree. Zach, Absolutely. you want to go? Yes, so so my burns is is more of like kind of a slow burn, in a good way, and that is you know we're currently sitting in a house that's half packed. Well, half is generous, but Ryan has been coordinating that and doing crazy things. So mine is more of like an emotional state of like you know actively trying to get as much as we can while we're still in Utah. For everyone who's out of the loop, we're about to move back to Georgia uh, very shortly here, and so. I've just been in a place where I've been really trying to enjoy our friendships and the mountains and everything about Utah that I love, um, while also, you know, looking forward and planning ahead. And so that's been, um, that's been something that's burned in a good way. And one of the good things is in taking inventory of, of all of that, I've realized the reason this hurts so much is that we've made a family and we've made like true, really have. excellent friends and relationships here that has not made it easy to, <laughs> to move, but... That's what's you been don't have burning. To. <laughs> Rachel's still like hoping for like the Rachel's the trying last to get you know get them to stop the, the eleventh hour. Anything. All right. Well, possible. I'm taking back all the furniture that I'm just. <laughs> I'm what? totally kidding. We're just moving in. That's why. <laughs> oh, Literally, since yeah. we started like this process, I've asked Rachel and Ben about like fifty different things. I'm like, do you want this from our house? Do you want this from our house? Do you want? This We've gotten some good things. Yes, so. they have gotten some good things. But if you stayed, I would prefer that to the furniture. I, so oh, you do you. I know. Well, 
you guys already have a, a trip planned to come see us. Multiple, yes. actually. Thanks and it's to making, Ben. Thank Absolutely. you, Ben. And thanks to your conference situation yes, from work. Yes, two trips. Um, so we, it, it's really bittersweet, but I'm so thankful. I know that we're the kind of friends that we're going to stay friends, even Absolutely. despite the distance. So what burned for me this week... Um, so when we move to Georgia, we're going to be doing house hunting, obviously. And I've just been really in the weeds of like figuring out like, oh, when do we need to get pre-qualified for things? I've been obsessively looking at Zillow. And then like, as soon as something comes and goes off the market, I get so sad. And I'm like, if only that was there when we were in Georgia, like that was the perfect house. But then the next day I find something else that I like. So I think just I'm starting to feel the stress of potentially being a first-time homeowner, um, and we're still trying to scrape together like those last pennies to have the money we need to do our down payment, closing costs, and everything. So it's just been stressful, but it's fun because if you know me, there's literally nothing I love more than like searching Facebook Marketplace for... Um, furniture items and I know I'm going to get to do a lot of that when we move so that's going to be a big highlight for me eventually lovely okay well now that we've gotten our what burns for us out of the way let's get into the meat of our podcast which is talking about Rachel and Ben and Zach and I's friendship and specifically about the interfaith elements of that friendship so I'm going to kick it over to you guys first to kind of give your account of our friendship and how we met Origin and stories. your impressions of us, all that good stuff. Sure. I'll start it off because those of you who know Ben know he can be distracted easily and he is a little distracted. So <laughs> Ryan and I met, he's blushing now because I called him out. Ryan and I met um, at orientation for our master's program and I was pretty worried about making friends and I wasn't really sure if Ryan and I were going to be good friends. Tell them why. (laughs) Well, the why is because I felt like I looked like a slob and I was worried and um, just based on our programs, I came late to orientation and everyone else had already met each other. So I was feeling worried and Ryan and Mariah were sitting at a table and they just looked so put together and prepared and ready and all the things I was feeling I wasn't and I was like well they are just too cool for me (laughs) and we're not going to be friends because they're the cool people and I'm like the sweaty unprepared frizzy haired you know person walking about with with no clue and see I had a different impression (laughs) I also remember you specifically saying you're like I thought Ryan was a daddy's girl which is like the funniest (laughs) way to describe that Ryan was so fancy and just like had these had a a vibe which was yeah. so so me just being a judge no crap. no i get that i mean you just when you meet people you just that's like your knee jerk reaction but see i had the feeling that rachel just did not want to talk to me so like i remember her coming in and i hadn't met her and so i'm pretty outgoing and i can't remember who like initiated but i like wanted to introduce myself to rachel and like meet her and stuff like that and I remember feeling like I was like taking up too much of her time and I was like oh gosh I'll just stop this now because you were just you did not seem into it I was so worried I was like So, so now this makes much more sense but because of that initial I think interaction it took us like 
what a couple months, a couple months to so actually that was like in August. Yes, overcome it. And then <laughs> that was early August, late August, early September. Ben, who didn't live here yet, came and visited me, and my friend at the time had said, "Oh, I really want to meet Ben," and so. Ben came and we were we were planning with with my friend and I she said I'm I'm at a coffee shop come meet us so Ben and I get to the coffee shop and Ryan and Mariah were there as well <laughs> the worst and I was so stressed I was like this wasn't the plan like I don't think they like me and so we're sitting down and Ryan said to Ben you and my husband would be such good friends because you know Ben didn't live here at the time but Ryan and Zach were new and, and they wanted friends as well. So so Ryan said that. And then shortly after, Ben moved to Utah uh, in October. And in October, we planned a little dinner. And I think in my mind, I was thinking, well, Ryan said Ben and Zach would be great friends. So we'll facilitate this. And Ryan and I will be acquaintances <laughs> yeah. who, you know, hang out because our husbands are our besties. Um, and so... That, and all of this is before we met him. Yeah. Sure. This is all planned out. Yeah. You know? Ben and Zach had not met. Ryan and we I had, had not pretty met, much no. only no. had coffee <laughs> yeah. on accident yep. Yep. that one time. Um, and so I'm from California and I'm kind of a little bit of a snob. I think in a Wine different snob. episode, yes. someone had said particular. And oh, I, I said that. Particular I said that, yes. about certain yeah. foods, mm-hmm. including wine. And I had purchased some really good high quality wine and some kind of like party sharing wine for people who might not know good wine from uh, Manischewitz. <laughs> um, and so, but unfortunately when Ryan and Zach came out, I was already out of my party sharing wine and only had the good bottles left. And I was kind of annoyed about it because I didn't know like what the vibe would be, but I had my wine and Ryan comes over and I am pouring wine and she says, this is a really good bottle of wine. And it was it a is. really good bottle It still bottle is. It's still one of my favorite Oh my videos. God. <laughs> the bottle of wine. And the <laughs> bottle of wine that Ryan recognized as high quality wine was the start of our friendship. It was. Another cheers. Another cheers. And for, for the listeners, what, what is that bottle of wine? The Artesia Pinot Noir. So Ooh. good. And so not available in so Utah. So not available Unfortunately, in Utah. so... But if you do happen to have it in your local wine store, you should definitely get it. I'm gonna look for it in Georgia. Yeah, I, I have. I have doubts, but I have. I don't. I. I. I don't know anything possible. Yeah, that's true. But they have other varieties also that are yes. that are good. So it's a big block letter A with filled in orangey colors. Is yeah, the brand. I remember I had the exact same vibe about that night where I was like. I would really love Zach to have like a guy friend here because I had built in people from the program and Mariah and I pretty much, we had the same visitation weekend. So there were, because we had such a big class of incoming people to our grad program, there were two visitation weekends. Rachel was on the other one from me and Mariah and I were on the same visitation and we basically like exchanged information and we're like, Inseparable might be a strong word, but like we were buddies throughout that whole um, first weekend. And so we came in like, okay, we are going to be friends because we both want to have a friend established when we get here. Hence why we were sitting together and everything at the orientation. Um, But I think, and that a lot of it, like a lot of the other people were like sitting with different people or like 
sitting alone. And like we looked me. like a clique. And Ryan and Mariah, who had already established a yes. friendship, were always sitting together. Yep. And which is awesome. But no, I totally I, get I was it. Like, it, oh, it comes like, off as like clicky, so which that was part of it. Yeah. yeah. Makes total sense. So for me, you know, when I met both I met Mariah and Ryan, as Rachel had said, at the coffee shop, like I didn't know that I'd be moving to Utah at that time, but when I moved out here um, or was looking for a place out here, I got together with Ryan and Zach and Rachel and, and others at uh, a brewery, and it was great meeting uh, Ryan and Zach. I mean, I didn't really know that we would become the friends that we are today, but um, you know, through the years, what I can say, kind of getting into like the interfaith stuff, you know, where I come from. In Bakersfield, it was a huge Southern Baptist community. Um, you know, as a kid, like not to get too sad, but there weren't a lot of Jewish people where I grew up. And um, when people knew that I was Jewish in Bakersfield, their first one of their first inclinations for those that were affiliated with uh, a, a church is they would try to convert me. Which in Bakersfield was everyone. Yeah, there were a lot of there were a lot of people. Like there were a lot of people in Bakersfield. Yeah, there were a lot of people in Bakersfield that you know were of. Um, Christian faith, and there's nothing wrong with that, but when you weaponize your faith and try to make those who are not part of that faith feel small and um, and irrelevant to some degree, it, it hurts. And um, so, you know, I really closed myself off to people that weren't in the Jewish faith, and I kept, you know, really a lot of my close friends to, to those that were part of the Jewish faith. Um, and so when I moved out here and, like, I got close with Ryan and Zach, inevitably religion comes up because, you know, that's just the fabric of who people are. Um, Especially in and, Utah. And it's nice. Very much so. And, you know, like, people can stereotype me and be like, oh, well, he's from Bakersfield. He could be a bigot for X, Y, and Z. But, you know, like, <laughs> first y'all are from Georgia and, like, you're from the Southern Baptist area. Like, you know. Uh, and so I was like, oh, well, they're going to find out I'm Jewish and they're going to treat me the exact same way. And it was very far from the truth. Um, and, you know, when we would have conversations about uh, the afterlife or, you know, uh, religious customs and whatnot, Ryan and Zach have always been open to participating in uh, various, you know, learnings, whether it comes to Hanukkah or Passover. Um, and, you know, the inverse is true. And, you know, we celebrated Easter with them a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. um, always go to, like, Christmas markets. And, you know, while we never really get into, like, the super religious observance, um, I think that we're, you know, respectful of each other. And, like, you know, when they have children and if they, you know, the, their children get baptized or, you know, whatever it might be. Like, Rachel will be in attendance. Rachel and I will be in attendance. Trust me. You guys are and, so And <laughs> if... You know, if and when Rachel and I have kids and we have like bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs, oh my like, God, or, or, or a, a little bark mitzvah, or a bark mitzvah, but you know, I tried to find Tucker a yarmulke again on I Amazon cannot. and they don't have. <laughs> no, but like you know, the thing is, is that you know we uh, we have mutual respect for each other's beliefs, and I wish more people thought like that because. Yeah. In Utah. Um, and everywhere. And everywhere. But especially in Utah, because there is a dominating religion for those that don't participate, especially it's noticeable outside the Salt Lake City limits, city limits, um, you know, you do, do feel like uh, a needle in a large haystack. You do feel like the red herring out here. And, um, you know, people uh, definitely think, you know, that their views are right. And... 
Uh, yeah, so all I can say is that it's nice to have a friendship built on mutual respect and, you know, we can come from different backgrounds and, and celebrate through the years uh, different events. And I don't know if you remember this, but that first night when I was pouring wine, I asked Zach if he wanted wine or beer, and Zach said, do you have a wafer to go with that beer, or with that wine? And so the interfaith <laughs> friendship a yeah, a little, um, started night one with the wine and the, the wafer, which I did have because I had a little mini cheese oh, board there we go. set out. So. And not to stand on my soapbox for a minute, but <laughs> what I can say is, you know, faith is faith. Uh, it's not fact. And... We believe what we believe, but nothing is confirmed until you're dead. And so, what I can <laughs> say, honestly valid. And, honestly and valid. what I yep. can say is that, you know, while we're all here, and you know, I believe that every human is equal uh, on this planet, regardless of where you come from or where you go. Um, I, I do believe that uh, you know we all have to have mutual respect, and at the end of the day, we we all are people and. You know, um, our beliefs can be something that we, you know, have as a fabric of our life, but we can all respect the different fabrics that make a person up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I wish more people would subscribe to that, but unfortunately they don't. And again, that's why I was hesitant to be friends with, um, you know, people Southern that think, Catholics. think differently than oh. me. So. See- this is all really good points. So I think I'm the only one here, because even within the Christian faith and obviously the Jewish faith, wide differences in how people practice the religion, um, especially in Christianity, which I can speak to, there's tons of different denominations. So, you know, Zach grew up Catholic. Sure. I grew up, like Ben is saying, mostly evangelical in the, in the Southern Baptist tradition, which has um, sort of the reputation of being one of the most conservative and very evangelical preachy preachy type of of faiths and there was a time when i was growing up that i i kind of thought like if i didn't try to convert everybody i met that i wasn't doing like my christian duty so like there was we would go like do camps at like (laughs) different like churches where we would literally go i don't know if i've ever even told you guys this but We would go door to door just knocking on people's doors and being like, what can we pray for you about? Or like, do you, are you a Christian? Do you know who Christ is? And like, we would measure our success by the amount of people we could get to potentially, you know, say or pray a prayer that 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 meant they were a Christian now. And as I've grown up, I've just thought about faith so much differently. And like Ben said, like, I've realized that there are so many ways to exist and to to have faith and and to you know basically connect with your spirituality that it's very arrogant to think that there's only one way to kind of express that in your life and i've clearly moved away from the really evangelical side of the faith though i still am definitely very much a christian i think that i just have a more progressive view but yeah, Ben is not wrong about yeah. well, and it's Southern so Baptist. It's so interesting hearing like your past because 
you know, there's people who are anti-Semitic, which is, you know, uncommon, but Ben and I have both experienced and there's, yeah. but I feel like the large majority of people just don't care. And then Ryan and Zach are, I feel like one of our few friends who are not Jewish, who have really said like, let me learn, let me celebrate, let me. Pro-Semitic, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me drink Manischewitz, even though it's horrible. I don't know if I've actually ever drank it. You don't need to. <laughs> I need I'm to. I'm a something. bigger fan of, of matzah. No, but. Oh um, my God. So it's, it's just the, the history from like mm. one side to a complete reverse yeah. where you're really like let me immerse let me learn let me you know engage respectfully which yes. has been so cool for for ben well and, and I, like I another thing is like growing up in bakersfield i would have people i would you know isolate myself to where i was you know sitting in a remote part of the playground because i was bullied pretty oh. badly and i would have random kids that would come up to me and be like, you killed Jesus. And they would say, you killed Jesus. And, you know, it was like, and I, my first thought was, well, I'm X amount of years old. I wasn't around when Jesus walked this <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah, but nobody even the, cares. Even the second they coming. They just associate, associate you with that. Well, yeah, bad. The parents' words come yep, right out. Which is so and, anti-Christian. By the way, there yeah. should anti-Semitism and Christian, like the fundamental teachings, do not mix uh, whatsoever. And it's and like, let me had, drop a bomb here. Jesus was Jewish. Exactly. Yeah. And so. it's like, and it's like, look, I understand that. You know, again, everyone can have their beliefs. Everyone can think a certain way. But I was shocked hearing that and, you know, just being a kid and, you know, trying to just get through, you know, my younger days, which was tough in and of itself. And then hearing that stuff, I was like, you know, who wants to be friends with, you know, people that don't exactly believe what I believe because yeah. otherwise I'm going to be called X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But, you know, luckily I grew resilient and I, you know, was able to mature to the point where I could be friends with people didn't subscribe to the same beliefs but it was tough because you it know feels it's hard. unsafe to you well it's unsafe and it's yeah. like and it's like you know it's a risk it is a risk and you know that's why people have walls to begin with and it's tough but that's the beauty of life is that uh the way i look at life is it's like an ever-evolving rubik's cube you're never going to have all the combinations figured out and you know um one of the uh changes in my Rubik's Cube of life was meeting Ryan and Zach and being able Aww. to, again, lower my walls, be vulnerable about like, hey, you know, there's not just the religious aspects, like being culturally Jewish is tough. Like, yeah, you, you yeah. have a, there's a lot of dynamics in the family that are tough. It's a very matriarchal religion. What I'm trying to say is, is that sometimes it's different. It's different. Yeah. And, you know, like people don't understand. And so it's nice to communicate to people and open up their mindset. So that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so next question I want to ask you all is, you've kind of touched on this. Um, Utah has a very interesting religious um, context. So obviously the state is still predominantly Mormon and that is in some ways like an evolution of Christianity that's, you know, has a lot of differing beliefs, but it's very predominant here. And I know from talking to both of you that the Jewish community in Utah is really small. Small. It's very small. So, Smaller than Rito. <laughs> which who he's been like demanding his food. So Zach had to go up and feed him. And if you're hearing his feet tap against the ground, sorry about it. That's, that's sorry, Rito. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. So I would love to hear both of your experience. Cause I know that for you, Ben, Bakersfield, 
very not Jewish, but where you grew up, Rachel, in Marin, there was a bigger population of Jewish folks, right? Big, but not, not, not like, like LA or, or New, New York. York. So we had, a, we had, my sister and I went to Hebrew school, not for a long time, just enough to do our bar mitzvah, our bat mitzvah, which is the Jewish coming of age ceremony at 13. So, you know, you have to learn a little Hebrew and, and whatnot. So we were at Jewish school um, just in sixth grade, just to prepare for that. And from there, we met a few um, Jewish friends. Uh, we belonged to the temple near us. Um, and and it was, it was I would say, a, a small, not tiny, but small, but very present and open and um, outgoing Jewish population where I was. So we had very close Jewish friends who we would do the holidays with. We had, you know, when, when we would go to temple for the major holidays, the temple was completely full, um, which was always a great thing to see. And, and you know, sometimes there was like overflow and, and we would go to community centers and have different um, celebrations in the overflow room. So it was, it, it was not small like Utah, but it did feel small like when you compare to LA or New York or some of those big Jewish hubs. So I think my sister and I had two really close Jewish friends. We're still friends with them today. And then uh, growing up in middle school and high school, I think there were maybe five or six other Jewish people in our school. So again, pretty small. Um, and even there, you know, where we had those Jewish friends, there was definitely instances of anti-Semitism where I had this boy who I didn't even like, but he randomly spoke to me one day and said, I would never marry you because you don't eat bacon. And I was like, well, I'd never marry you because you're a jerk butt, but cool. Well, tough <laughs> shit because you know? I'm marrying you. Oh. <laughs> not in middle school. Yeah, um, no, just not... to clarify for the listeners, Ben is marrying Rachel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not not the jerk butt who wouldn't eat bacon. Yeah, so um, clear that up. And, you know, Mikhail and I had people say you know oh hitler was right like oh my you, god you should I, the only thing he messed up was not finishing so we experienced things like that even in you know an a area that was more welcoming compared yeah. to utah so you know when we would take days off to go to temple for the big holidays like that was always an issue like how do we get the day off like how do we you know miss school and have teachers respect that so um, then I went to college and I was in a Jewish sorority and I would go do Jewish activities at least once a week, if not more. And that, again, was a small but mighty Jewish community that was very, very present in, you know, the club days and different activities and always had an option for the holidays. So, um, you know, when I was there for the holidays, there was always a community to do it with, but it was smaller. And then I moved to Utah and I was dating Ben at the time when I moved. And even when I moved, my mom's friends were like, oh, don't let her marry a Mormon guy. Don't <laughs> let her be swept away. Don't let her leave Judaism. Like, people were very people worried People said that for to me. us, too. Don't worry, I'm here. I'm ben here. arrived. It's all good. I'm but here, folks. It was, it was a very different thing for me because even when I've been surrounded by small Jewish communities, they've been communities and they've been active and open and very present to, like regardless of the size and I feel like here in Utah I've had to really work to find that community and there hasn't been as much of a place because in where I grew up and where I went to school 
the options were much more open and here um, Judaism is a religion where you can practice really however you want on like a wide spectrum and here there is a really 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 religious option um, like an orthodox sect and then there's kind of a catch-all for anyone who's not orthodox um, and that catch-all can sometimes feel either to reform or to conservative because it really is a catch-all so it's been a lot harder to find that jewish community here because you know the temple options are limited but recently ben and i have been doing like young jewish adult activities we went to a bingo night which sounds like it <laughs> sounds like an old, old jewish, jewish activity. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun um we went to a saint patrick's day event which is kind of ironic given the judaism um we we went to a barbecue so you know we have been putting ourselves out there with the jewish community but it has not been easy to find that place for the young jewish reform individuals i, I would say you know and yeah it's it's tough to find um people that are you know in our age group i mean there is like a dedicated age uh dedicated group out here that we do go to as rachel had talked about but it's it's tough i mean you know there's i think like 17 million jewish people worldwide i mean you know, think about how many people who believe in uh, Islam or people that, you know, believe in Christianity across yeah. the world. Um, there's not that many Jewish people. Um, and so... Um, and also just because yeah. people are Jewish doesn't mean you're going to be friends with them. Exactly. I mean, a, like, it helps to have the common ground, but, like, you're still looking for someone who's compatible in a, like, yeah. a friendship situation. So when you already have a tiny pool of people to choose from that are jewish within yeah. your state then you also have to filter it even further and be like is this someone i actually want to hang out well, with? are they a daddy's girl well, <laughs> I mean, daddy's well, girls be great do sometimes. they like wine <laughs> i mean you know it's it, it is you know like people have varying backgrounds and like when i went to college and um i was so excited to like you know uh be a part of a larger jewish community because the there were like 300 jewish people in bakersfield where i grew up like i knew most of them um, and going to college and meeting a whole bunch of new Jewish people, I suddenly realized that, you know, just because they're Jewish doesn't mean they're going to be your friend. Just because they're Jewish doesn't mean they believe in exactly the same yep. way they think they think the way that you do. And, um, you know, that's why I wasn't part of the Jewish fraternity. I didn't uh, partake in a lot of events because there were a lot of people that had opinions that I didn't subscribe to. And... They had an upbringing that I didn't agree with. Um, and so, you know, I'm a humble person. I, you know, I'm a conservative Jew. And there were a lot of ostentatious uh, pieces of shit, uh, frankly, <laughs> that, uh, that I uh, was uh, enmeshed by uh, in the Jewish community of San Luis Obispo. And frankly, it was saddening for me to see uh, people like that because uh, I thought that I would encounter uh different degree of people than I than I got um, which is why you know I um, became kind of reclusive and you know like when I was growing up in Bakersfield um, in high school I would be the de facto rabbi for my synagogue like I don't think I told you this but mm. like the lay leader for my synagogue when he was out of town they would ask me to lead services for like 20-30 people oh, I would dang. do it and you know people knew me I knew my stuff and I thought for a minute, like, maybe I'll become a rabbi, like, yeah. and I realized that that life wasn't for me, but then when I moved to San Luis Obispo for college, I mean, 
I didn't really go to events because, I mean, and think about this. The rabbi of the Chabad was an honorary brother of the Jewish fraternity. I mean, you can't get more biased than that. For a guy at our university, it was hard to do Jewish things if you weren't part of the fraternity, which Mm. I was part of the Jewish sorority, but it was not like that for the females and so it's it was very sad it was very sad and another thing is the rabbi i was walking to the library once and he you know randomly texted me it was like close to my birthday he's like hey it's about to be your birthday in a couple days and i was like hey thanks for remembering he's like hey do your parents want to sponsor a shabbat and like i think sponsoring shabbat at that time was like five hundred dollars and i don't think he you know, even knew me that well to know that, like, my parents are divorced. And he also didn't know me that well to know that, like, I didn't have the means to sponsor a $500 Shabbat. And I was like, come on, man. Like, I just, I felt that my Jewish experience on balance with that anecdote being an encapsulation of that experience shows that, you know, I really wasn't in touch with my faith um, in college. And then I moved out to Utah, which is an even more alienating place because you have a dominant religion and the trailing religions out here and um you know it was tough like i didn't i what it was hard for me to find my community it was hard for me to really want to get out there and talk to people because you know when you go to these events like there could be people that are learning about judaism which isn't bad there could be people that haven't been connected with their faith in a long time which was kind of like me and, you know, there's just varying degrees. And, and I guess that's any religion. Yeah. But especially Judaism, where there's already a small sample size to begin yes. with. It's tough. Well, and one that's, and, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, it's also one of those things where one of the first times we did something you know, religious with you guys was right after the, yes. the shooting. Oh, it, and this is, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. made me so mad because. Absolutely. Let's transition. I feel like we should talk about now how we've supported each other in our religions over the years. And I would love to start with, with this particular Most story. Most of it has been really fun because you yes. know, was, we've done a lot of holidays together. But after the Poway shooting in a, in a temple, the, the Orthodox group in Utah was hosting a candle lighting vigil and Ryan and Zach and Ben and I had dinner plans on that night um but we like changed the plans around and and went early to the vigil um and Ryan and Zach are not Jewish obviously and Ben and I are and we went to the orthodox vigil and the rabbi came up to us and said who in this group is Jewish and Ben and I raised our hands and the rabbi only spoke to Ben. And in Orthodox Judaism, the male really is like the star the of the s- show. The star of the show. And the female is kind of like not. Um, and so he ignored me, even though I was Jewish. But what really upset me was Ryan and Zach came to support and say, this is not right. Anti-Semitism isn't right. Shooting a temple is not okay. And they should have been at least thanked um but but i think much more than that because there are so few people who go to to other people's religious experiences and say i'm standing up for you i'm being an ally and that's really a moment of of bravery and something i'm so grateful for so the least he could do was say thank you so much for being here and he completely ignored them and it really upset me see i truly didn't notice that much and didn't care. I understand where you're coming from, Rachel, because you, like, 
you expected or were like, this is, you know, a, a show of another people of other faiths supporting. I think we might have been, maybe there were other people who were not Jewish there, but there weren't a ton, which was disappointing. So. so I was hoping for a big turnout for something like that to support. But obviously, you know, it's hard to get the word out. I... I was not bothered by it, uh, but I understand where you're coming from. Well, it was very alienating for me to at least see it because I was like, I don't want to go to this this synagogue if they're going to treat my friends this way. Like, and I feel like anyone who is who is being respectful of Judaism and 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 standing up, that's someone who sh- who should be you know celebrated and whatever. And and so yeah, I mean, the Orthodox group was already not my place, but that really solidified it for me i was like yeah obviously they're not jewish and they're not here to do services or but they're here to support and that is is really important and more people need to do that and they're not going to if when they do they're you know ignored and you know treated rudely so i totally agree that was the least 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 fun fun of the most negative i will just say i would do it again in a heartbeat i i don't care about i understand it was a very somber time they're trying to lean into the jewish community and we aren't their top priority to care about at the moment and i'm fine with that i'm not trying to discredit anything you're saying but at least say thank you for being here that's a valid thing was all that would have been you know the bare minimum yeah it's funny too because because i think about now how like in christianity one of the biggest themes is that everybody just wants so badly to be persecuted and they oh just my gosh, absolutely so fail to recognize what actual persecution looks like on any level. And so that's one of the things that was so disjointed is going to this, um, you know, you know, somber occasion. And it, it was very evident this is, you know, like, it's, well, yeah, it's th- not, you like, know, this has been going on for millennia. It's just another in the long line of anti-Semitic things that Jewish people have had to deal with all over the world and in the U.S. But... Let's transition it to a more happy, fun. Uh, fun topics, which are all of the fun interfaith celebrations we've had Should together. Should we all share our favorite? I love that idea. We're going to take this opportunity, <laughs> and we'll see you guys on the other side of a break. We're back. If you know anything about me, the second I get a drop of alcohol in me, I immediately have to pee. And Rachel is smiling and laughing because it's the most true thing I've ever said on this podcast, I think. so. It's been said a few times, (laughs) so you know it's true. (laughs) Thank you for bearing with me for that bathroom break. So we're going to do sort of a a little round robin where we talk about our favorite interfaith events that we've done together as a crew as skiers buffet, which, oh my gosh, we haven't even told that story. And I don't know if we have time to do that. Um, But we've celebrated a lot of holidays, both on the Jewish side and on the Christian side throughout our five year friendship. So we've got each a great story to tell and we're going to start off with Ben. Yeah. So uh, my favorite Christian holiday is, uh Christmas I would say that uh I would say that as a kid in Bakersfield we would go to Dustin's diner which was where um it was around the Christmas holidays and you know we would have uh my you know basically goodies and whatnot that we would buy um but with Ryan and Zach what I'd love doing is going to the Christmas market and you know spending time all together and that just kind of like 
ties my childhood back up to the present day. What's the Christmas market for everyone who owns yeah, so the Christ- non-Utah? Yeah, marked. Christmas. so the Christmas market is a market that is on the University of Utah's property. Yeah. And uh, pretty much it's like a, I think it's like a two or three day uh, event. And uh, it's like a German-themed Christmas market where you can go and buy food. You could buy trinkets and whatnot. It's just uh, a lot of fun for families and couples and whatnot to go to. What did we buy last year, Ben? We bought a gnome named Tomty. Yeah. <laughs> ben him, hates Tomty. We put him on the window seal like a little hobbit. And, uh, yeah, that's our... And Tomty is gnome in Swedish for anyone yes. Ben's not a fan. So we've had a joke, Rachel and I, because Rachel... So something Zach and I do is we try to get ornaments as, like, a souvenir from places we go. And Rachel loves the idea of collecting ornaments. But, but I'm Jewish. But she's Jewish <laughs> yeah. and therefore doesn't wrong. have a tree. And so she's joked multiple times of getting a Hanukkah bush, which I think is, like, the funniest a thing ever. Extra, but might happen. <laughs> I would love that for you someday. You should just get, like, a living plant in your house, which I know is... I- <laughs> sensitive subject. I yeah. have a brown thumb. <laughs> yeah, she does. She kills plants. On accident. All right. And it's not on purpose. Okay. So, I will go next. Okay. My favorite, uh, my my favorite, okay, it always goes back to food, too. But Ooh, Passover that. was so much fun. It, we treated, like, kind of a Passover Easter together, but I won't, no spoilers On here. different days. On different days. Very different days. Uh, but, yeah, so, so at the time, it was Rachel and Michaela, right? And you guys made this brisket with like applesauce and like yeah brisket sour cream. and applesauce applesauce and sour cream is for latkes 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 which is okay. fine my, yeah. but not on the brisket. <laughs> but oh my goodness, it was phenomenal, and it was so great just like going over the stories and kind of going through the actual you know doing the readings mm-hmm. and like yeah, the Zach, actions and stuff. Can you summarize the story of Passover? Absolutely, the story of Passover is when in Egypt, right? This is the Christian telling of it, so you might... I mean, I'll chime in! It's the same yeah. It is the You're, same, it is the same biblical... Well. Yes. The, the Pentateuch. Uh, so, so this was an Easter... Well, an Easter... There we no. go, I, I went wrong. So this is in <laughs> Egypt, and uh, and so Moses was, was vying for that freedom. He's like, come on, Pharaoh, this is a little much, isn't it? So Pharaoh's like, no, 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 come on now. So we're getting plagues, we're getting locusts, we're getting frogs, I believe, at yep. that point. Yep. And um, so things are getting nuts, a little out of hand. If you've seen the mummy, you know what's up. And uh, I think of that's Egypt. a yeah. They're both very biblically accurate, I think. So. But the Jewish uh, people, no, they, in order to avoid the plagues, because they listened to what God was telling them to do, is they painted with lamb's blood, sort of an arch over their door, so that they would be passed over in the plague and they were kind of like naysayed by everybody in Egypt. They're like, this is ridiculous. And they were slaves. Yes, they were the enslaved mm-hmm. people in ancient Egypt and so they were getting sort of all sorts of shit from people for, for doing the Passover action and lo and behold and not only that, did you t- talk about the firstborn son no, dying? Yeah, well, that's what um, we're getting. Yeah, so that there's... That was the last plague. That's the last yeah. plague was basically the firstborn, I think, son? Or yeah, was it just child? Child. Child, yeah, okay. Yeah, firstborn son or child of each Egyptian family. They failed to do the lamb's blood. And then... Well, that wasn't... Ju- so the Jews knew to exactly. do the lamb's blood. Yes. So. And so, long story short, uh, after, after that happens, you kind of got to get the hell out of there. So Moses is like, hey, everybody... 
quick, let's let's giddy up. And so, this is, I mean, this is all from scripture. That's going at the intro. Giddy yeah. up, <laughs> giddy up, bitch. And so, whip it. Yeah, Gideon up out of out of Egypt. They did not have enough time for the bread to to rise. So we have unleavened bread as uh, you know one of the enduring symbols of Passover. And what's that called? That is called wafers. Matzah. No, I'm matzah. kidding. To me. No, I know it's matzah. No, that was my, my Catholicism. Was, I love was that Rachel's out. putting in her own little quiz. In this oh, absolutely. So hopefully I got no, you could, high you B. I would say a really good summary. Obviously yeah. details mm. were, were missing or funky, but it's fair. I'm going to give you it's an fair. A- on mm-hmm. that one. Ben. I yada yada a couple parts, but... Uh, I'm excited to hear about the next. You can uh, give Ryan's tradition. story a rating because I. Oh yeah, this one will be harder. Okay. Forum is yeah. less. Oh, hold on. Uh, what happened on Christmas? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Jesus was born. <laughs> okay, okay, we <laughs> wow, get it. Wow, plus, 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 you guys plus. Are experts. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going. I'm going to go next, so we we switch off. I like it. So the day after Passover was Easter, and Easter we did. It was really cute because at the time my sister and I lived. a block apart and so we did an easter brunch at my sister's apartment which was delicious just going back to zach's comment about always about the food and then i gave zach the keys to my apartment and zach hid easter eggs um and we all walked over to my apartment and did an easter egg hunt and i'm just gonna comment i was wearing a romper and it had front pockets and i put my little eggs in my pockets <laughs> like the basket like the little, little easter, easter bunny. bunny and i, I just that. have this core memory Zach had hidden multiple colorful eggs with like little treats and whatever and one golden egg and everyone wanted to find the golden egg and something just hit me. Ben opened the fridge and said, no eggs in here and it just like slammed me. I ran to the fridge, I pulled out the egg carton and Zach had hidden the golden egg in the egg carton and I was beyond thrilled. I was ecstatic. And I didn't find any eggs. Ben didn't find a single egg on that fridge. Which was depressing. Um, but Easter was really fun because we did like the whole Easter egg hunt, a really cool brunch, and just I mean lots of friends. And Rachel, what's what's the Easter story? Yeah. I honestly feel like the Easter story is the Easter bunny. <laughs> well, this but is the I truth know, about Christian. Um, what is the Easter bunny's full name? We don't know. We just wanted you to make Easter one up. Bunny Saint of Eggs. Honestly, that. not very far off from Bunny the and Eggs tradition. doesn't make a lot of sense. I know. It's kind of funky. Like, why isn't it the Easter chicken? Um, hey, joke. Zach. I mean, hey, Ben. I'm going to I'm gonna tag team. I'm going to phone a friend. What is the story of Easter? I know, like, Ash Sunday comes before, or Ash Basically Wednesday my... comes before Easter, mm-hmm. and it's where like so people ba- so basi- I don't know I honestly so don't know basically like, my understanding of Easter and maybe I feel like I'm going to remember once Ben starts you will. so oh, for sure. basically my understanding of Easter is it's when Jesus was killed yeah and then uh, yeah, the Jesus book ends yeah yep. and then Christmas Jesus and yeah then Jesus was resurrected correct in the second coming and uh, yeah. yep yeah. Easter signifies the sort of the resurrection. So okay, I was gonna say Easter. I mean, I was gonna say Jesus was killed, but I was like, I I knew there was something more. You're correct. And yes. I didn't want to say he was killed. Yeah, so because I was like, there must be more, is, and it's a very fun. Ash holiday, Wednesday so. is that the day that yeah. Jesus died, or was so, that? So so Ash, this is we're getting into the Catholic weeds yes. here. So there's a whole thing called Lent before that, which yep. is a 40 day period to represent when Jesus went in the desert. To purge himself and to res- resist temptations. So Ash Wednesday is the beginning of that. 
And so if you're Catholic, you'll, you'll go in, grab your ashes so that you can show off to all the people at school uh, that you got ashes and have everybody say, why do you have dirt on your forehead? Um, but, so Easter too, I want to clarify something on the record here to all the people that were bugging, you know, younger Ben and Rachel. You know, Jesus was killed by Roman centurions. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, he was sure You tell the Bakersfield so, Middle Schoolers. Sure, sure, there were Pharisees involved, but that had less to do with anything other than like kind of like regional politics. So very little to do with with any of that. So anyone holding on to that sort of hate in their heart, drop it. But the crux of Christianity and what separates it from Judaism, because as we know, or as we know sitting here, Christianity is a faith based on Judaism, and Easter is really what separates it, which is that Jesus was not just a, a like prophet, he was actually part of the Trinity, of the Christian Trinity, and so when he was killed, he died, and for three days he was laid in a tomb, and on the third day, the tomb, the rock was rolled away from the tomb, and he was resurrected on Easter. On Easter. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that's really the Amazing. crux of the difference. Well, there's lots of differences, yeah. but a big part of the difference between Jewish and Christian face of, like, the core belief system. Okay, um, I don't deserve an F on that because the you Easter don't. bunny, but I, I don't so deserve an So let F. me, I will go with mine, which is this is so my favorite memory of an interface celebration we had was Purim and this is how Rachel told the story of Purim to me she did it in a lot more detail but this was the crux of it it was the Jews they tried to kill the Jews the Jews lived and we celebrate pretty close yes so Purim I'm gonna absolutely butcher this because it's not a well-known um, celebration to I think people outside of the Jewish faith, but it's a fun one. Um, very it's fun. a very drinking-heavy celebration, which I always love. I think there's so much yes. fun. There's also <laughs> delicious um, cookies involved that are called hamantaschen that I believe are made to look like the hat of. The evil, yeah, I knew he was the evil guy. Was his name Hamantosh? His name was Haman. Hamantosh. Um, and he was no. the person who I, I think was like leading the charge against this attack against Jewish uh-huh. people. And so you eat the 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 hats to kind of be like fuck you, Haman. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. I'll give my account of that day, and then they can clarify the finer details. No, of... you did. I feel like Ryan deserves yeah. an A on that one. Oh, thank you. I so the drinking thing, feel... the reason you drink, so... What's that quote? There's such a good one. You want... What's the good guy's name? I always forget. Mordecai. Mordecai was the good guy who was leading the charge to protect the Let's Jews. Go. But he had some flaws, and so you drink until you don't know the difference between Haman and Mordecai. That's right. That's because right. Because everyone has some good and some evil. I them. love that so much. So you get pretty, pretty wasted. You get schwasty. Uh, so we had like rounds yeah. of drinking that rounds we would do. Rounds of And I also we remember doing. that same night, um, your obnoxious downstairs neighbors obnoxious called. Obnoxious is an underseen. They were horrible. They called the cops on us for having, deigning to have fun and like talking at a normal volume because apparently they, we were too loud. But anyways. That's a pretty good recollection. Thank so, you. Yeah. We'll give Ryan Yay. Like 10 out of 10 and one Yay. more cheers. Okay, cheers. so now we're going to move into the last part of, part of our podcast, which Zach has prepared for us, and we will tell you about after the break. And we're back. 
if you know anything about Zach and I, we're big game people. So at the end of each episode, we always like to end with some sort of fun game or quiz. And for this one, as we've discussed, Zach and I are moving to Georgia soon. And so that makes our friendship not only interfaith, but interstate. Ooh. <laughs> that was the big reveal that Zach wanted me to... Yeah. I, I told him about that joke, if you could call it a joke, before uh, we, got we started filming. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, Zach, take it away for our Georgia versus California trivia. Yes, yeah, so what we're doing here. So as a reminder to everyone at home, Ben and Rachel are California natives. Fornia, as they like to call it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, She's from Frisco, Fornia. Nope. Frisco, Fornia. F-A-F-A. Nope. F-A-F-A. Yeah. Nope. F A F A, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the airport code, isn't it? I think so. F A F A O. F A F A O. F A F A no. <laughs> so, and Ryan and I, well, Ryan was born in California, but we were predominantly raised in Georgia. So, what we're doing here is I'm going to be testing each of their medals, see see how much they know about their their home states. So, I will be asking Ryan questions about Georgia. And I will be asking Ben and Rachel questions about California. If we win, we want a Golden Gate medal. Oh, I like that. Oh. And if, and if win, I win, I want a boiled peanut medal. <laughs> okay. What about peach gold? I like that peach. Fair yeah, enough. that's much better than what you. I don't suggested. know. It feels more authentic. Yeah. It, it, the boiled peanuts are better than the peaches in Georgia. It's okay. The, it's the truth. So I have five questions uh, for each of you. I'm ready-ish. I'm gonna say okay. we go to trivia. And for the people at home, mm-hmm. we go to trivia. Our team name is Snacks and Facts, mm-hmm. courtesy of my sister. Mm-hmm. Half of us are there for the facts. Half of us are there for the snacks. And I am Team Snacks. So team Snacks, too. So I'm, I'm ready-ish uh, I'm gonna, trivia. I'm worried I'm really going to take ben this one, guys. Ben is Team Facts. So yeah. <laughs> give me five. Okay. So we will start with Ryan. Ryan, your question is, Georgia is bordered by what states? Yikes. <laughs> Tennessee, South Carolina, Alabama. Final answer? Oh, I'm worried that there's a little bit of North Carolina bordering us too, so I'm going to throw North Carolina in too. Okay. That is wrong. There is a band famously called Florida. Oh my god, Florida! (laughs) Oh my god. That is horrid. (laughs) I I knew Florida! Oh my god, guys. That's just a complete oversight. That is a complete oversight. I I knew that that was a Uh, a Wow, was North Carolina also bordering? Or no? Just South Carolina. It's the four. Are we a team? Yes, you guys guys are a team. So... That is legitimately horrible, and I'm so so mad. Oh man, okay. That's going to be fun. Well, you would have thrown in North Carolina. You would have lost anyway, so it's it's fair. You're right, you're right. Uh, So, to the California crew. Uh, Does California have more or less than seven national parks? I feel like less. What do you feel like? I feel like equal to. Less. Okay, less. Overall with less. The answer is more. Whoa! Nine <laughs> national parks. Nine. We wow. gotta go the most California. state, the most of any state, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wow. so for for zero bonus points, how many does Georgia have? Zero. Zero. The quick answer. So super fun. I was say one. We got Georgia a lot of good fun. state parks, but yeah. not very like. Yeah, Everglades, which I'm sorry, Florida, that I completely forgot about you. You just feel like a different country to me sometimes. So. <laughs> All right, so Ryan, back to you. Also known as the Peach State, Georgia is the producer of which state crop? This is the 
number one producer in I feel like if it's nation. peanuts. I mean, I feel like cotton. it's peaches. It's just cheating. Cotton. It is not cotton. Is, is it, it peanuts? It is just peanuts. <laughs> I see it. Why didn't I... I told you that the boiled peanuts were accurate. And then I messed up and I was like, oh, oh, shoot. Like, she's going to. But I meant to say peaches because that's not. Man, okay. We, uh, yep, we're zero for zero here. Yep. Okay, let's get one on the board, Ben. All right, you're going to get one on the board here. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) In which city is Google headquartered in California? Mountain View. Mountain View is the correct answer. Oh, that was so quick, too. Right up Ben's alley. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Back to you, Ryan. Macon, Georgia is the home of which familial rock group with hits such as Jessica and Midnight Rider? It's like the someone's name band, like the... I will, I will rule out the Marshall Tucker band. That is not... That might have been the one I was thinking of. Um, say it again. Macon, Georgia is the home of which familial rock group with hits such as Jessica and Midnight Almond Rider. Brothers? It is the Almond Brothers! Yay! Okay, good. Alright, it is one-to-one. We're burning it up here. This is very exciting. So, back over to frisco Fornia crew, as they prefer to be called. Didn't make that up myself. The Georges made that one up, actually. <laughs> this one, uh, I believe Rachel might like. Who is the first English explorer to reach California? Oh, I don't know. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet my bottom dollar that you do. Um, why do you bet that? So let's just think about where we. You grew need to. Up. You're giving them so many. Oh, I get, actually, you gave me a little bit of a hint. I don't know where you grew up. Lewis and Clark, where you grew up. Sir Francis Drake. Sir Francis. Sir Francis Drake. If <laughs> I Sir Francis say it. Drake wow. is a main street nice. to get to my house. Wow, right? All right, all right. Absolutely. All right, Ryan. Back to you. With 159 of these, Georgia has the second most after only Texas, which has 254. As a hint, Louisiana and Alaska technically have zero, uh, because they have a different name for them. Counties? Counties is correct! Whoa! So what does Louisiana call their counties? Parishes. Parishes? It's very Catholic. That is super Mm -hmm. Catholic. Wow, we have so many, why do we have so many counties? We've not had that big of a state. But the best for voting county, to screw people over, oh, is absolutely. that why? Okay. For sure, that's got to be yeah. part of it. And the best county in Georgia, tied with Bacon County, is Butts County. So. <laughs> Not tied. Bacon is way better than yeah, I mean, I mean, Bacon, Butts. Yeah. I don't know. You can Come smoke on. a butt. Sure. You could smoke a butt. <laughs> you could smoke a butt. I've never right. smoked bacon. <laughs> if you're smoking butt down the highway, <laughs> which highway can you follow up from the coast of California? Highway 1. Highway 1 is the correct answer. That's a gorgeous drive. Oh, yeah. We've got to go on that with you guys. And then possibly the most important question of the day for Ryan. Who won the college football national championship in both 2021 and 2022? That is a gimme, but it's the University That's of- a gimme. It's important it's to know. It's the University of Georgia. Go Dwags! Go Dwags! That's go a dwags. gimme. You better get a gimme. competing in this yeah. trivia-like thing. Okay. Okay, but go Dwags! Go Dwags. I've thrown you guys a similar one. What is the animal on the California state flag? A bear. A bear. See? Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. You know. So are we tied? Uh, I think technically they have it by one. Nice. But we do still have a bonus question. Okay, let's do this. Bonuses are my jam. You're going to hate it. Um, so, 
the is rich, it wait wait is it yeah. the same question for for everybody is it like first come first serve what's we the can rules? just kind of talk through it okay so was the wrench invented closer to the founding of georgia or the founding of california like the year or the place the year i don't the, know the, when the either wrench, state like the, was yeah yeah i'm gonna say california when was georgia and california founded georgia was founded in 1788 and California was in 1849. What do you think? I feel like Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. I'm going right. to say California. Georgia, California. California say Georgia. Is California. <gasps> the wrench Whoa. was invented in 1825. So I figured that's a little, uh, a little bit. Then get um, in this three-person Wait, wait, high wait. Five. I want to look at the difference. Zach, look them up. <laughs> you ben, can. Then get in on this three-person high five. I'm sorry. Just, ben. Are you doing, are you doing quick? Yes, yeah, all right. You're right. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Well, I love a, a tie. Okay, well, Rachel and Ben, we're so glad to finally have you on we're the podcast. We're so glad, too. I Absolutely. listen every week, and I'm like, I'm ready. I know. So We this, were on the pod. I feel like this has given you a good view of our friendship, how we've navigated our interfaith friendship, and honestly, my life... Which has life, been so fun is, to navigate. I know. This is going to be a very Christian way for me to say this, but my lives have been so blessed by having you guys as friends. They well, really we'll have. We'll say lahayim to friendship. And lahayim is Yiddish for... To, I guess I should say mazel tov to friendship. Congratulations. So mazel tov. Got our, I thought that was uh, Black Eyed Peas. It is. I'm kidding. And Girls that's uh, the preeminent mazel. Bar, bar Mitzvah song. I'm mazel. Sure, ever bark Mitzvah, actually. Bark Mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I cannot wait to attend Tucker's Bark Mitzvah. So. <laughs> well, thank we'll you for see. joining us on another episode of It Burns in a Good Way, and we'll see you next time. See you next time, everybody. Ooh.